What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the another71.com CPA exam podcast. As always, I'm your humble host, Jeff Elliott, a licensed CPA in the state of Kansas, by the grace of God, and to the chagrin of many, and the number is growing daily, I assure you. Uh, welcome to episode 91. Now, episode 90 was like six months ago. It was back in October, and um, it's not that I've been lazy. Of course, I suppose I am lazy uh, that I haven't done a podcast, <clears throat> but we just had so much to get prepared for, like Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, and uh, the 2019 CPA exam, the changes, new lease standard, and uh, and we also launched new software. So, and I'm pretty proud of it. Um, it I think it better emulates the exam day experience. So, and plus, uh, completely brand new books, and so it's been quite an, under, an undertaking, and. Um, so if you want to be on the show, if you have a question, you can go to another71.com, click Ask Jeff, or if you want to jump to the front of the line, um, little additional membership perk of Ninja Monthly, you can join Ninja Monthly, or even do the free trial. Click free downloads and do the free trial of Ninja Monthly and submit your question via the dojo and jump to the front of the line there. So either way is good with me. Let's get started. Artist writes in, Hey Jeff, I sat for BEC this past weekend and I find out my results on the 19th. I'm not sure if I should move on to another topic or keep BEC active. What are your thoughts? Well, if you're getting your results in such a short window, like a week or two, then I'd probably just take a break and you probably need it anyway. But let's say that you took your exam and there were four or five weeks until a score release then I would move on to the next topic because even if you failed BEC by a point, you would still need to go back and restudy everything from scratch, from the, from the beginning, because people who typically are a few points away and they cram, they end up cutting corners and they usually end up, well, I don't want to say usually, but the emails that I get are for people who scored worse than before and they're puzzled as to why. And it's usually because they crammed and didn't start over from the beginning, which you need to do. So uh, since in this scenario, four or five weeks away from score release day, since you would need to restudy for BEC 100% anyway, then I would move on to your next top, to your next exam, take it, and then go back to BEC if you have to. In your case, I would just take a break. Marilyn writes in from the dojo. Hello, Jeff. I took my first BEC test two weeks ago. I used Becker to prepare for it. I got a 67, so I want to retake it in three weeks, but I don't know how. I should restudy for it. I just got access to the Ninja Monthly Review. Could you please provide advice? Three weeks is a pretty accelerated timetable for BEC. Of course, you can do it. Since you scored a 67, that might give me pause to do it in three weeks. Um, maybe you push it to five or six weeks. That might be better. <clears throat> if you go to the dojo, you can go to, um, you'll see a tab that says start here. And it will tell you how to combine your Becker materials and your Ninja materials. But how do you really, how do you restudy for it? Well, do everything that you did to, to get your 67. So study everything in Becker, restudy everything in Becker to get your 67, back to where you were for the 67. Then 
there's conceptually some areas that you're weak in. Maybe it's maybe it's IT, maybe it's cost accounting. You need to hit that extra hard. And then you also need to incorporate the ninja materials on top of it. So reading the ninja notes, like so many times that you hate me and hate life and hate the word ninja, listen to the, nin the ninja audio so many times that your significant other or your kids, if applicable, like hate the sound of my voice. There's plenty of people who hate the sound of my voice. There's, there's people who comment in my YouTube videos that like, like I don't know, I, I have a nasally sound or something. <laughs> And that's okay. It's the voice that God gave me. And I've also been punched in the face a few times. So, so I've broken my nose a few times. Um, but uh, um, anyway, you should have seen the other guy. No, just kidding. I got beat up. Um, not true. And um, so listen to the Ninja Audio so many times that you are just disgusted with it. And so doing everything in your Becky materials plus Ninja, plus you're following the Ninja framework, nailing concepts, intense notes, nonstop multiple choice questions, just rewrite your notes and it all comes together. It's the best framework on the planet in my humble opinion. And then you are incorporating the L plan, get up early lunch late, get up early, study at lunch, study late. So you're getting your hours in, stay on the weekends if you need to. And then I think that is what will get you over the hump to, you know, 75 or above three weeks. Again, I, you might move that to five or six weeks, um, unless you really have a good reason, like your NTS is, is expiring or like your FAR credit is expiring, something like that. And then in that case, yeah, I would take it in three weeks. Laquell writes in from the dojo. Hi, Jeff. I've been trying to overcome auditing for the past year plus, and I've failed. I've set for this exam six times. Somehow I keep scoring in the 70s, but can't figure out how to get, or can I get more than a 74? Can you please advise what else there is that I can do? I'm planning on sitting again in early April. Yeah, I'm a fellow two-time member of Club 74 myself. Um, I liked my 74 on regs so well that I scored it back-to-back -back and lost my FAR credit because of it. So I know all about uh, Club 74, and uh, it's not much fun. Now here's the thing. When you score 74, it means that, yeah, you're kind of one, well, it's easy to think that you're one point away, but really you're 75 points away because when you took your exam, you were exam ready and however many weeks it's been, you're not now. If you rolled in today and took auditing today, you'd score 65 because there is a significant short-term memory component to taking the CPA exam. You you cram a bunch of it in, hopefully some of the long-term concepts stick, but you cram everything in your brain, you go barf it out uh, on exam day and walk out. Because let's face it, the like if you work in tax and you do 1120s all day long and, you, and, you, and you've never done an audit and will never do an audit, like you're probably gonna forget the auditing stuff. Like, ah, that's the dirty little secret of the CPA exam. <clears throat> but, so, um, <laughs> I almost went off on a soapbox. Good thing I did. Um, so, how do you get back to your 74? Or back to where you were for your 74? It, it doesn't say what, what materials you're using. 
but you're obviously using Ninja in some capacity. Do everything that you did to get up to your 74. Like, don't cut any corners. Go through the Ninja framework, nail the concepts, intense notes, nonstop multiple choice questions. Just rewrite your notes and it all comes together. Follow the L plan, early lunch, late. Uh, get up early in the morning, study at lunch, and study late at night, a couple hours, and maybe four or five, six hours on the weekends each day if you can. Do everything that you can to get to the 74. Back when I when I failed reg for the second time, like I knew why. It's because I refused to study AMT. I refused to study Latin kind exchanges. And guess what? According to the content specification outline, that's what it was called at the time, it's a blueprint now. But that was in the content specification outline, so I knew it was going to be on the exam. Okay, it's in there. Like, it's not a shocker that if it shows up on exam day. So what did I do? I got my button gear. You know, stopped with the pouty face. Oh, the AICA, AICPA hates me, and no, they didn't. I just needed to work, and so I got my button gear. Did everything that I did to score the seventy-four. Plus I studied AMT, plus I studied light kind of exchanges, and I hated it. But guess what? Like I knew how to do it even when there's a liability swap going on. Whereas this is pre-TCJA, so it was personal property and real property. So now under TCJA, there's no, it's just real property only. Um, but anyway. And so I studied. I did what what I needed to do. I studied my weaker topics, and I scored a 92 on regulation. And so, um, if you can't get over the 74 hump, that's what you need to do. Do everything to get up to the 74. And then, I mean, like you know what those topics are. It's you know if it's well, I would say if it's internal control, but internal control is such an an integral part of the entire thing, but maybe it's like sampling and it's like all everything that has to do with, with, um, with sampling, you're like, eh, I'll just kind of punt that. We'll stop punting it and like study it so hard. Do many, do so many Ninja, Ninja MCQ over audit sampling that you're, that you have all the questions memorized, which is a bad thing too, but <laughs> don't do that. But you get my point. So put in the work, hit the, do everything that you did to get 74. I think, I think I said that three times now. And, and then hit your weak areas super hard, beat them mercilessly and get in and take your exam. I think you'll be all right. Joe writes in from the dojo, Jeff, I'm at a breaking point. I failed six exams so far. I'm really busting my butt studying and putting in a lot of time and effort. I need some help because I don't know what to do. I signed up for Ninja Monthly and I'll be honest, I've studied my hardest following your L program. That's early lunch late. But still my studying has not translated. I have friends who passed this, in, this entire exam in six months and studying not nearly as much as I am. Please help me out. Thanks. Well, if your friends passed in six months, you know, they... They are the exception to the rule. Don't quote me on this, but I 
believe the NASBA report said the average tenure of a CPA candidate is like 17 months. Um, there's a 17 months in there somewhere. Like, don't send me hate mail if that's wrong. But it's, 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 something, it's something like that. When I read it, like, you know, if you would have asked me how long is the average tenure of a CPA candidate, I would have said a year, 14 months, you know, like 10, 12, 14 months, somewhere in there. I would not have guessed 17. And so, um, you know, it's your friends that are the outliers and not you. And people, the average CPA candidate takes six sections to pass and be done. So that means the average CPA candidate fails at least twice. Okay. And so you failed six exams so far. That's okay. There's people who pass the first time. There's people who take like 20 some sections to pass and everyone's journey is different. Some people go home to an empty apartment every night and, you know, have no obligations other than feeding their cat and studying. Some people go home to three kids and a spouse and church commitments, little, little league and whatever. Everyone's different. And so you really can't compare yourself to your friends. And um, I mean, it's no fun when they've passed and the boss is like, that's my boy. I knew you could do it. And uh, you're like, oh, maybe someday I'll pass. And <laughs> Joe, why haven't you passed your exams yet? And uh, anyway, so that's my boss voice. That's also my... Uh, rude uncle at Thanksgiving voice. It's, it's, it has, has a lot of uses. So how do you get on the road to passing? Well, you sign up for Ninja Monthly and it doesn't say what other, what other program you're using. I'm assuming that you're using another program on top of it because I'm typically not someone's first, um, like first materials. Normally people go only Ninja if they're ditching their other course or, um, Yeah, so, but typically people use Ninja in conjunction with another course. Just how they land in their exam cycle with me. And so if you go in and Ninja Monthly, you'll see a section that says start here. It'll tell you how to blend your two courses and how to use your Ninja materials as a, as a supplement, how to, you know, read the Ninja notes so many times that you hate life, listen to the Ninja audio so many times that your kids know my lame 90s rap references and uh etc you're following the l program early lunch late get up early study at lunch study late at night that's good try to get it try to get in 20 hours a week if you can but and so i mean it's as simple as this follow the l program as far as when you study follow the ninja framework which covers how you study and the write-up in the dojo will tell you in what order to, how to blend your materials. And then it just comes down to just, just a, lot of, a lot of hard work. And I don't, you didn't, well, you said that you're, that you're really busting your butt and putting a lot of time and effort. My problem was that I was just being lazy and wanted to play Madden on PlayStation.
it doesn't sound like that was your, that's your problem. <clears throat> and so, um, really, you just need to follow the L, the L program, or yeah, the L program, the, the Ninja framework, and just take some pressure off of yourself. Like you're, you're going to pass eventually. Doesn't matter what your friends are doing. Doesn't matter what your rude uncle says to you at Thanksgiving. Five years from now, when you're a CPA, you won't even think about this, and you'll be sitting there cranking out tax returns, thinking about how life was so much simpler when you were just studying. <laughs> so that's how it works, right? So um, I don't know if that was helpful. A lot of it was. I mean, um, just don't compare yourself, and just follow the plan, and you'll be right. Jessica writes in, hi Jeff, I'm planning on getting married and changing my name soon. Do you happen to know the process of changing your, your name through NASBA and all of that? <clears throat> my master's transcripts will also say my maiden name. I hope this is not going to be a problem. Thanks, Jessica. Well, I don't have any experience changing my maiden name. So, <laughs> so I, I did a search through the another71.com forum and there's a ton of posts in there. I would... I would go to the forum and type in the search box like CPA exam maiden name and there's all sorts of posts in there and see what people did, some of the advice that other people gave. Um, but the most authoritative thing that I can say is to call your state board of accountancy and ask to speak to the director and, and hear what the director has to say. Don't, I mean, if, you know, if, if Betty Sue answers the phone, ask to speak to the director and um, and then follow up with the director with an email and say, hey, thank you for your phone call today just to confirm what you said, blah, 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 and then have them respond in writing. That way you have it in writing. So if there's ever any issues, then um, it, it's always, whenever you're dealing with, whenever you're dealing with the State Board of Accountancy, it's always good to to get your correspondence in writing. That way there's no, well, you said such and such. No, it's right here in writing. So that's what I would do. Olisa writes in from the dojo. Hi, Jeff. Could I have a problem on exam day if I check into the exam and on my notice to schedule, it says first name last, but on my driver's license, it's last name comma first well I would have said ah I'm sure it's fine <laughs> but I dug a little deeper and which was the right thing to do obviously so I found the the 2019 NASBA candidate bullet bulletin and under personal identification it says the uniform CPA exam examination employs very strict security measures one level of security involves your identification. The same form of your name must appear on your application, NTS, and on the identification you present at the test center. Do not change the spelling and do not change the order of your name on applications or when making appointments. If your name is different from your identifications at check-in, you will not be permitted to test. And they give an example, the middle initial can be substituted for the middle name. In other words, the NTS reads Michael A. Smith, but the name on the candidate's license reads Michael Albert Smith or vice versa. 
and so it says truncated or shortened names are allowable on a candidate's driver's license as long as the name on the signature ID exactly, and it's in bold, matches the name on the NTS. You are required to present two forms of identification when you arrive to take your examination, one of which must be a recent, one of which, one of which must contain a recent photograph. Each form of identification must bear your signature, must not be expired. And if you don't, blah, blah, blah. So then I guess that begs the question, do you have to use your driver's license? So do you have a passport? Do you have some sort of ID, photo ID? So I would look into the, um, I would look into the require the uh, requirements for ID. Obviously, one of them has to have your your picture. So, if you have a passport, I, I know that passports will work as well. So, hopefully, that doesn't have the same format as your driver's license. Chantel writes in, "Hey Jeff, I've noticed that some of the sample questions want an answer as to what." a certain ASU topic covers, this is for FAR. Are we really supposed to remember ASU topics? If so, is there some sort of a list that can be studied? Also, when are you going to do another podcast, Chantel? Um, no, for, so for, for regulation, you don't need to memorize internal revenue code citations. For FAR, you don't need to remember uh, or memorize um, any of the codification references or like ASU-2016-01 blah, 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 blah. You don't have to memorize that. I mean, obviously, those are what make the new financial accounting rules, the new lease rules, the new lease standards, and the revenue recognition standard. Like, they all, come, they all have a name associated with the standard, <clears throat> but uh, you do not have to memorize those. Only... You just have to know, know, know the content or the concepts that they convey, but you don't need to memorize that. The only thing that you need to know how to do is the research component on the exam. And um, I know that all of the providers try to get pretty close to match the research component, but the number one thing you can do is to go to the uh, AICPA sample test. And it is well worth your time I mean, it's like a few questions, but it's well, well worth your time to practice the authoritative literature and the research component so that you know how to look things up, how to put in your answers and everything. But um, no, you don't need to memorize any of the, um, the names of the standards. Just make sure that you know how to do the research. Abdella writes in from the dojo. Can you please walk me through your study review as I am new to it? <clears throat> That's a pretty open-ended question, so I will do my best. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, well, it starts with the Ninja Framework. Nail the concepts, intense notes, non-stop multiple choice questions, just rewrite your notes, and it all comes together. So that is the Ninja Framework, and it's, it's how you study. And the L program, it's the early lunch late, it's when you study. It's get up early, study at lunch, study late it's pretty profound stuff <laughs> i know and uh 
but and so that's the framework that you operate from and so then then you you really plug in the study materials so you're a ninja monthly member you have the ninja book ninja audio ninja notes ninja flashcard app um and ninja mcq and sim so you nail the concepts the the first n in ninja nail the concepts you nail the concepts with with your, with your ninja book you spend oh maybe two weeks studying um for getting through the ninja book maybe maybe three weeks but like really hit it hard get through the concepts read the example problems um the the ninja book is thorough but it's not a phone book like a lot of CPA review courses, we don't throw everything, including the kitchen sink in there. Um, so it's short, sweet, and to the point. <clears throat> get through it as quickly as possible. Don't get bogged down. Make your study plan. And then if you're going to be done with the book in two and a half weeks, then you're done. Then you then you And all along the way, you take intense notes where you can. Um, get out your, your, legal pad, your legal pad. Take notes. If you don't have a lot of notes or... If you feel like you kind of skim the book, it's okay. The MCQs, which is the third step in Ninja. So nail the concepts, intense notes, non-stop multiple choice questions. So the multiple choice questions are step three. And that's really where the uh, more of the conceptual learning happens. And so you miss a problem over, over leases, and over a direct financing lease. And whatever the little nugget is, you write it down. And as you... As you miss things, you write it down. And so you're building this war chest of things that you missed as you're practicing Ninja MCQ, which are um, their AICPA licensed, AICPA released questions. So they're former exam questions. You're probably not going to see the exact same question on exam day, but there's only so many ways you can ask a question about a direct financing lease. And so, you know, you'll see, you might not see that question, but you might see its, its cousin on exam day. And so you're taking um, intense notes of your multiple choice questions. You get through your multiple choice questions and then you move on to the J, just rewrite your notes. Some people hate rewriting their notes, fine. It's a, it's a free country, you can do what you want. But I'm a huge fan and of, of rewriting your notes because it forces you to take your shorthand scribbles and to translate them into to real meaning Full conceptual thoughts. So you wrote down this little blurb. Well, yeah, it forces you to process it in a way that just highlighting something like painting pretty colors on a on a page uh, won't do. It's your 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 brain connects with material better. It's all backed by science. <laughs> by a Har- there's a Harvard article, so it's it's totally totally legit just because I said it. Um, no, but it is like, um, like it just made sense to me. It turns out there's articles about the science behind it. Anyway, um, so take a week and rewrite your notes. Not, it's not gonna be fun. It's gonna be awful. And if you didn't take very good notes, you can rewrite the ninja notes. I recommend that as well. And then the so that's the N I N J. Then the A. It all comes together. It's your final review, and. Um, you're, you're working multiple choice questions, starting with your weakest topic first, and you're listening to the Ninja Audio nonstop. I should back up. You should start listening to the Ninja Audio from day one. If it, even if you haven't um, studied the topic that you're listening to, just, just listen to my beautiful voice as many times as possible. And um, 
get the concepts embedded in your head. And I've had people tell me that they can finish my sentences. And on exam day, they could hear um, my voice in their head and they help them on exam day. So, and so that's how you do it. You, and so Ninja Framework, the L, the L plan, and plug in your Ninja monthly materials. Um, and so there you have it. You have a full CPA review course for 67 bucks. So, and I hope that's helpful. Stephanie writes in from the dojo. Hey Jeff, I just signed up for Ninja after listening to your pity party podcast. That was one of the episodes. And after just having sat for far and feeling absolutely miserable, my story is probably like a thousand others you've probably heard. I graduated college in 2006 and I've been trying to take the CPA on and off since then. Most recently, the last time I tried to go down the CPA path was in 2011. This has been the longest break I've taken. I began studying in January 2019 with Roger and I just took the test today and all of the same feelings and demons I remember from many years ago have flooded back in. I don't want to give up. I want to keep my, my motivation, but I can't help thinking that I'm not good enough to pass because I've already spent the last two months being more diligent than ever, doing problems, taking notes, giving up every part of my social life. I want to pass the exam mostly because this has been one of my biggest life regrets. Long story short regarding my career path, Big Four, right after college for about three years, used Becker, both self-study and live classrooms, but was never really dedicated and disciplined. However, I passed auditing and BEC, which later expired. I made an attempt at reg and far, but if I'm being honest, I didn't really study with the, with the level of discipline necessary. Any advice you have that may, that may have worked for someone like me with the same background would be really appreciated. I hope that the Ninja Materials can help me slay this demon once and for all. I really have the motivation to dedicate what is necessary for the CPA this time, but I can't fight the maybe I'm, ne I'm not meant to be a CPA feeling even after changing my strategy, review course, etc. Thank you, Stephanie. Okay. Well, there's all sorts of people who are in your shoes and have been in your shoes where they don't feel like they're smart enough for the exam. And that's just not true at all. Um, so, of course, people in Big Four will probably disagree, but the Big Four doesn't hire dumb people. Now, again, there's people who are in Big Four that just like spit their coffee all over their keyboard because they're looking at their <laughs> at the person in the chair next to them doing account recs. And they're like, dude, you don't know him. Um, the, the big four goes after the best and the brightest in school. Okay. Um, I was not big four material because <laughs> I was a late bloomer uh, motivationally. So um, I would much rather play PlayStation back in the day. And in the first couple of years of my uh, CPA experience, I'm old enough that I was a PlayStation 2. So. Um, so you're obviously good, bright enough to make it through school and have grades good enough to get into big four. All right. So let's just, so you were, I presume you had A's and B's in college. And so, you know, you obviously have had the work ethic and the intelligence to do that. So 
let's let's uh, shut down that narrative right there um, that you're not smart enough. You are. So uh, it comes down to discipline and discipline and study materials. Uh, Roger, he's a great instructor, and that's a great course. And a lot of people um, use it on the another71.com forum. He's obviously a, a competitor of mine, but hey, that's a great course. And uh, I have no problem saying when another course is um, a good one. So, um, so it comes down to your study strategy and and how you're studying. And so, are you getting up in the morning? Are you studying at lunch? Are you studying late at night? So there's that. So you said that you're studying three hours at night after work, and eight and two eight-hour days on the weekend. So. What if we scaled it back to two hours a night after work, one hour at lunch, maybe half hour at lunch, and half hour to an hour in the morning? So if I'm doing my math right, that's three, three to four hours. So still the same amount of time, but I don't know how effective three hours a night after work are. I mean, because you're tired, you really just want to you know, binge watch Netflix and pass out. And, uh, and I don't know what other responsibilities you have going on. And so if it were me, I would encourage you, well, I would encourage you to get up earlier in the morning. So get up an hour early. You have an hour uh, commute. And so you have the Roger audio, you have the Ninja audio, because you subscribe to Ninja Mon Monthly, and you can pick which audio you like better. Um, the, so you said the, the Roger Cram or the Roger audio is more like the Cram, and so maybe you listen to the Ninja audio. You can get to the Ninja audio, start to finish, during your commute. So four hours a week, five hours a week, easily get through it once a week. So this is far. So we're saying seven weeks. So maybe you get through the Ninja audio five times front to back, and if you listen to it at work, you can get through it even more. And maybe listen to the to the your Roger audio um, for the final two weeks just to get a different take on things. So that's what I do. I would I would back off your studying at, your studying at night, study at lunch and in the morning. It's the L plan. It's the early lunch late. Study an hour in the morning, an hour at lunch, and maybe two hours at night. And then you're putting in two eight hour days on the weekend. Is that, is that realistic? Are you, is that too aggressive? Maybe you do five hours on Saturday, five hours on Sunday and kind of have a life, you know, the other add six hours to your life. I don't know what your, what your um, life commitments are. If you have any relationships that you need to tend to, but you can't, you can't just neglect everyone. So maybe you, you buy yourself some margin there. Um, and then, so just take your, your Roger review course. If you go into the dojo, you'll see start here and it'll tell you how to um, mix your Roger course with the Ninja materials. And it's just that, it's, it's the L plan, early lunch late, follow the Ninja framework, the other concepts, intense notes, nonstop multiple choice questions, just rewrite your notes and it all comes together. And we've already established that you're smart enough, capable enough. And I mean, there's people who fail like 23, 25, 30 times. And no, and today they're CPAs. But guess what? 
they only wanted to ever do taxes. They didn't care about auditing or not-for-profit accounting or government accounting. They just wanted to do taxes. You know, they got like a, a 90 on regulation and barely squeaked by everything else. You know what? It doesn't matter how many, how many times you fail. You still have the, the three letters after your name. You can go be the world's best um, estate planning CPA in the world. And it doesn't matter if you couldn't do a bonds amortization table to save your life. Like that has no impact on your ability to serve your client. I hope that's helpful to you and uh, keep on keeping on. You'll be all right. All right. Well, that does it for this edition of the another71.com CP exam podcast. And um, I'll try to do one more than every six months. I promise. Things have stabilized with, I mean, obviously tax cuts and jobs act is over and new lease standards out and, and uh, the software's out and stabilized and people really seem to like it and a couple of um, score releases have come and gone and people are passing. Yay. So um, so it's all good in that regard. If you want to be on the show, if you have a question, go to another71.com, click in the upper nav, click Ask Jeff, and um, I'll try to fit it in in a future edition of the podcast. If you want to jump to the front of the line, so an additional membership benefit of Ninja Monthly. Join Nin- join Ninja Monthly. It's uh, sixty seven dollars a month, a full CPA review course. Cancel at, at any time, and if even if you buy it and hate it, I'll give you a refund within thirty days. That's just how we roll. Um, so one hundred percent risk free. I'd rather give you your money back than have you uh, regret your purchase. So that's just how we've always operated. And um, and then, or if you just want to do the Ninja monthly trial, you can click free download and get demo versions of the Ninja book, Ninja notes, Ninja audio um, trial version of the uh, you can test, test drive, the Ninja MCQ software. And you can also submit your question um, in the dojo and jump to the front of the line there as well. All right, everyone, until next time, be good, take care, and I will talk to you soon.